Hello everyone and welcome to our first podcast of 2022 from Avila Presbyterian Church. Uh, these podcasts are recordings uh, of our midweek service held in our church building uh, and we trust uh, that you may know uh, rich blessing through 2022. Through, uh, at the start of this year, through these meetings, we're going to be looking uh, at our new series in the evening services and also the midweek from the book of Ecclesiastes. As we think uh, about what God is showing us uh, through these days and what we need to keep focused on on life in out, throughout. As we think of this, let me read uh, these verses from Psalm 103 as we begin. These verses starting from verse 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. And as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. We may see the temporariness of this world so often, but uh, for the world this is bad news, but for those who trust in Jesus, we know that everlasting promise. We know that joy in him. As we think of this, let us come to God in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you knowing your promises to be true. Knowing, Lord, that there is more uh, than this world offers in you. And we thank you for this. That you are the God who speaks through your word. You are the God who we may come to recognize and see in the person of Jesus. Lord, we pray that we may look to, to trust and to follow you in all that we may do, that we may seek you through these days. Lord, we pray as we begin this new year, as we know, Lord, of many of the temporary things and the, the chaos, Lord, that happens in the world around us. Lord, that we may see of your everlasting promises clear. We may see the opportunities that we have to seek and to follow you throughout. Lord, we come before you, knowing, Lord, uh, that we are people, Lord, who look to rebel against you, who have sin in our lives, and recognize, Lord, that it is in you that we may find freedom from this. And so, Lord, we come confessing to you the things that are, are keeping us away from you in life. And we ask, Lord, that you may work in our lives. Uh, Lord, so that we may look to honour and to follow you in all that we may do. Lord, we ask these things as we begin this new year to know of your rich promises in all that we may do. We ask this now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, just before we come to our message this evening, we're going to listen to our first item of praise this evening, sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. 
this piece entitled Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Jesus, we turn our eyes. 
Well, please turn with me uh, in your Bibles uh, to our scripture reading this evening, taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. We've been looking uh, at chapters 1 and 2 over the last two weeks, and I wanted to read just some selected verses from verses 3 to 14 in chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, starting at verse 3. Let us read God's word together. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome. More than one can say, the eye, has never, uh, uh, the eye never has enough of seeing nor the ear of its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It is here already, long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations. Even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. I, the teacher, was keen over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun, all of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. And there we end our reading this evening. Just before uh, we take some time uh, to look at this passage, let's come to God again in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we draw our hearts before you, as we take in these words this evening, recognizing, Lord, the many things going on in our lives, but, Lord, longing to know that truth of what you look to show us. How often, Lord, uh, do we uh, look around in the midst of life, not seeing the truths that you long to show us? Lord, we pray as we take time in this book as over these weeks, as we take time in your word, we pray for that great awareness of the everlasting light that you shine into our lives, that truth that we may see in your loving name. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus. Amen. I came across a little tweet today that I want to share with you. It is going to go, come up on the screen there, but I've, I would say the writing's a little bit small, so I'm going to read it out to you as well. 
this is from an American pastor, uh, and he just says this. To give this moment in time a little perspective, imagine you were born in 1900. When you were 14 years old, World War I starts and ends on your 18th birthday with 22 million people killed. Later that year, a Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you're 20 years old. 50 million people die from it in two years. Yes, 50 million. When you're 29, the Great Depression starts, unemployment hits Canada, it hits, in Canada hits 30%. That goes until you're 39. The country nearly collapses along with the world economy. And then World War II starts. Between your 39th and your 45th birthday, 75 million people perish in the war and then the Holocaust kills over 11 million. Approaching your 62nd birthday, the Cuban Missile Crisis happens. Life on our planet as we know it could well have ended. So let's try and keep things in perspective. Let's be smart, help each other out, and we will get through this. This too shall pass. I thought that fitted very well into the reading that we've just looked at this evening. When we think about all these new things that have been coming and realizing that probably a hundred years ago, uh, where there is a cycle, things happening, and even when it seemed everything was crumbling around, God was still faithful through it all. And as we turn to this book, it may seem as we discussed this Sunday night, that uh, we, it looks very depressing. But what the writer is doing through this book and through these words is showing us how to really live. The words go uh, and repeat again and again these words, everything is meaningless. Because the gain we seek does not exist under the sun. So the writer hopes that those who are reading and listening to him will actually take seriously what he is saying and that they will actually find meaning out of it. They discover that what is true about the way things are under the sun. The preacher wants to show us what is vain in order to discover what is not vain. And there's a couple of things uh, over these two chapters that we've been looking at over the last number of weeks uh, that we can take out. First, life is short. You know what happens when you blow out a candle. How long does the puff of smoke last? You can smell it and you can see it. It's very real, uh, but it's temporary and it vanishes quickly. It comes and goes without a permanent impact or a lasting impression on the world. And the book of Ecclesiastes is a meditation of what it means for our lives to be like that whisper spoken in the wind, here one minute and carried away forever the next. And it also shows us that life is elusive. The smoke in front of our eyes is not just transient, it's also elusive. If you try to grab the smoke and put it in your pocket 
and keep it for later. You can't get your hands on it. It is real, physical thing, yet it dodges your fingers as soon as they get near it. Your very attempt to get hold of it blows air at the smoke and speeds its disappearance. Ecclesiastes is a meditation on how life seems to elude our grasp in terms of its lasting significance. If we try to gain control of the world and our lives by what we can understand and by what we can do, we find that that control we seek eludes us. So the question that the writer asks in verse 3 is key to these opening uh, chapters. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Everything else that flows uh, is intended to answer this question. And it shows us in these verses that we just read that life is repetitive. The preacher gives us that picture of human life uh, with a rhythmic pattern. Reading the verses aloud, you can feel the the ebb, ebb and flow of life. And that's the point. Everything either goes round and round or comes and goes. It rises and it sets. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. What is present will soon be past. Just look at verses 5 to 8. The preacher's focus focuses on a threefold pattern in the world that is matched by a threefold pattern in human experience. The activities of the sun, the wind, and the water follow the same course as activities of speaking, seeing, and hearing. And the point is that the world itself doesn't seem to go or get anywhere, for everything is, uh, goes in cycles rather than uh, in a straight line. So why should humans get anywhere? The preacher wants us to, to let the reality of our lives and the temporary of that be real to us. He wants the reality of our, of our death to sink into our bones and lodge deep itself into our hearts because he's writing a book about what it means to live. He wants the consequences of our fast approaching disappearance from the earth to work their way into the realities of the way we see the world and the way we view ourselves within the world. For when we do that, we will truly learn how to live. The single question that, uh, that fixes his mind is this. If we won't live forever or even long enough to make a lasting difference in the world, how then shall we live? And it takes a whole book to answer that question. But just remember this. He sets out to explore all that is done under heaven. And he's determined to find out what is good. He has a quest uh, for satisfaction and meaning in life. He pursues it by many different things, as we've seen, for wisdom, for comedy, for pleasure, for alcohol, projects, and possessions and wealth. He does this, and he, he holds happiness in his hands. 
And as we've seen on Sunday night, it slips through his fingers like water, vanishing down the drain forever. But as the preacher haunts this happiness in all the endeavors that he explores of life, he discovers that he cannot make the world different from how it actually is. He finds that a lot of the learning exposes one to the complexities of life in a way that can be unbearable. But it's the reality of death and the temporariness of life that alters the preacher's perspective and all of his achievements. It dawns on him that all his possessions will be left to someone else. Although he was wise, what is to say that his riches are going to fall into the lap of a fool in the verses we've seen on Sunday night? What does it mean for all that we have achieved? The permanent human problem is death comes to us all. None of us is permanent, and nothing we do is permanent. So far in the book, the preacher looks to take away those distractions and confront us with this truth head on. But as we see this, the thing that he shows us is that we can enjoy the things that God gives us in the temporariness of this world. Let me put it like this. Some say, eat, drink, and be merry, because that's all there is. But the preacher, the writer of this book says, eat, drink, and be merry, because that's what there is. God has given good things of this world to us, and they are for us to enjoy. We learn to pursue them for what they are in themselves rather than what we need them to be to make us happy. As we continue to see this fact of the temporariness of our lives, we will reorientate us to our limitations as creatures and help us see God's good gifts right in front of us all the time, each and every day of our lives. Instead of using these gifts as a means to a greater end of securing an ultimate gain in the world, we take that time to live inside the gifts themselves and see the hand of God in them in all that we do. We live in the temporariness of this world, but we have a God who is everlasting and a God who has made made a way for us to be with him through our Lord Jesus. As we look to the temporariness of this world, we see that God is preparing greater things for us as we look through the cross and what has been done for us. Let us keep that in mind and let us enjoy those simple gifts that God has given to us through our lives. Let's come to him now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As we take in uh, what is said in this book, that we may recognize your hand on our lives, that we may not look uh, to seek control of things that we will never be able to control, but we may look uh, to your promises and your faithfulness in all that we do that we may know, Lord, of you looking to erect and guide us through all things. 
Heavenly Father, be with us, we pray. Help us to see your Spirit working in our lives and to see that glory in the cross of your Son that promises so much more than this world can offer. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen.
Well, that last item of praise uh, that we just listened to, 10,000 Reasons, again sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. Well, just before we close or finish our podcast, we want to take some time just to pray for others. Uh, as we begin this new year and as things uh, start back, like our schools and work and everything else, we want to commit uh, all that we do to God and prayer. So let's do that now. Heavenly Father, we recognise that as we look out to this world, we see many, Lord, uh, who are uh, fearful, who know of real chaos in our lives. Lord, we see many, Lord, who are broken uh, and in need, Lord, of your hand upon them. Lord, we see many dealing with ill health uh, and, Lord, many others, Lord, knowing of the brokenness of losing a loved one. And so, Lord, we come before you. Lord, looking to bring those before you, Lord, uh, who need your heart uh, to know of you working in them, to know of you directing and guiding them throughout. Lord, we pray for those, Lord, who are dealing with ill health at this time. Lord, that they may know of your, of, of your hand upon them, looking to direct and guide them through these uncertain days. Lord, we ask that you may be with those, Lord, mourning the loss of loved ones through this time. Lord, that they may know of you being their comfort and their strength each day. Lord, we lift up before you those who feel fearful of the future. Lord, asking that they may know of your hand upon them and all that they do. And Lord, as we look out to the world around us, we want to continue to pray for those, Lord, who are witnessing for you through these days. Lord, we pray for those who are working in countries with conflict or even working in countries, and Lord, where it is dangerous to proclaim your name. And Lord, we ask that they may know of your, uh, of your strength and your power, that they may know, Lord, of your protection for them, Lord, as they seek uh, to serve you. Lord, we also want to pray for our leaders through these days as well. Lord, asking uh, that we may have that real sense that they look uh, to have integrity and to follow you in all that they do, that they may look uh, to uh, uh, lead well, Lord, through uh, these difficult days. Lord, we lift up our community before you also. Lord, we pray for our schools and we pray, Lord, uh, as uh, our young people go back to school, that they may know, Lord, of your hand of protection on them, Lord, and all that they may do. We pray for our teachers and for the things that they are coping with each day, asking, Lord, that they may know of your hand upon them throughout. For, Lord, there are many things throughout this year, Lord, that will surprise us, uh, that will take us uh, uh, time to comprehend what is happening. But Lord, we know that you are the one who is in control, who will guide and direct us throughout. And so, Lord, we look to place our lives uh, in your hands to seek you throughout. And Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. 
Amen. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. May you know God's rich blessing uh, and look out for our next podcast next week. Let's finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen.